We got track news for you. What's up, Pat? How you doing? I'm doing great. It's Soy Trek, and it's the first week of December. Yeah, it's time for some Trek news. Yeah. What's uh, what's what's new in your Trek world, Pat? <sighs> Nothing really. Yeah, yeah. Just watching, just watching Trek. Yeah. What uh, what what Trek besides the one you were, ones you were required to watch? Have you watched this week? Anything good? Uh, I was watching Enterprise. Enterprise. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What season you on? Uh, just two. random two okay two yeah. two's all right i i don't love, i mean that's still so you're still in the temporal war kind of mm-hmm. shit which is boring yes for the most part <laughs> <laughs> i mean there's there's good one off one off episodes like wait did the one we watch was that in two or one uh, that was two two yeah that was a pretty yeah. good episode i like that one there's there's a few good standalone episodes yeah. there but like really like i mean like fucking tng the first two seasons of enterprise real hit and miss yes yeah eh, but i like it it's you know i like them yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been uh, I've been watching some mostly mostly DS Nine. I always go back to DS Nine. Yeah. Um, but you DS9's know, DS Nine's so good. It's so fucking great, man. Yeah. Uh, but I also watched a episode of Voyager this week, author author, mm. uh, which is the one that I think really establishes that the Doctor has like sentience. Yes. Because he's like able to imagine worlds of his own, mm-hmm. and like yeah, and and have his own will about things, and mm-hmm. like the the final. I don't know. I don't know if I love the end of the episode, uh, especially mm. since they're like, "Well, we're not going to call you sentient or make any rules about holograms, but we are going to give you basically an artist, basically just give you intellectual property." Yes. To this, and I'm like, "Oh, cool! It's a story about IP." Yeah. <laughs> Did fucking Microsoft pay them to do this? Mm-hmm. Like, come on, man. Yeah, it, it is fascinating. Like, yeah, like it took so long for holograms to be considered. Uh, you know, have the same rights as people. I mean, they don't though. Yeah, they still don't. Yeah, at that still point. don't. Yeah, like, and like that's kind of the point at the end of the episode is like, uh, you know, it goes into the mines where like all of the the miners are like versions of the Doctor basically, mm-hmm. and he's like, you should check out this uh, hologram. Uh, holo- uh, photons be free. It's quite interesting. Yeah, or very provocative <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, uh, and it, it like and then it shows like all the other miners in this place and kind of makes a point that like he's starting to set something in motion. So. Mm-hmm. We don't know, and I, I actually really hope it addresses that in maybe Prodigy, um, mm. like hologram rights, because that's after that. Yeah. And they haven't really done it in Picard at all, and I don't want them to do it because I don't trust them to do anything. Well, I think they like, I think they like didn't bring bring that up in Picard because it, like especially the you know the first season's all about like yeah the, uh, the fucking uh, android rights yeah android yeah. rights and artificial intelligence and it's just mm-hmm. like well you have the holograms right there exactly and and, and the like, Romu- yeah. that Romulan um um sect didn't consider them to be AI at all which is. Weird. Very odd. And the exact, they're, they're robots. They're just like, the way they're formed is different. It yeah. just really doesn't make any sense to treat them that differently. Like, mm-hmm. Measure of a Man, really, like, the episode Measure of a Man from TNG, where they basically determine Data's personhood, yeah. should have set that precedent for the Doctor, to yes. be honest. Yeah. And, and yeah, and then, um, uh, yeah, and even also, yeah, Moriarty, mm-hmm. like, you oh, know. yeah, 100%. He, like, he, like, which is kind of nuts, like. That he was just jailed in a forever prison, <laughs> right? Despite, despite you know having, and and the, the, the it's crazy because he didn't ask to be born. No, but they they created him and programmed him to be evil, <laughs> and then they punish him for his yeah. programming, which is 
fucked up, man. And it's, it's wild that he was created solely by accident by Jordy. Just try, or like, or was it Jordy or Data that said like, I think it was Day- that said Day- like, Day- yeah, that said like, I want you know someone uh, smarter than Data or as smart as Data to give him some sort oh, of right, to right, give right. him okay, maybe to, get, yeah, yeah. to give him some sort of uh, that's right, that's uh, right. Uh, difficulty. Yeah, and it's just like oh. And the and the and the uh, ships is like okay and makes makes a, <laughs> a makes safety a, protocols off <laughs> make, makes a makes a, uh, uh, a super intelligent AI, which is like yeah they should really build some fail safes or something into that yeah like, that, it's it's weird that the programmers never thought that might happen <laughs> yeah. like yeah. they're like yeah we're gonna be able to make something that basically like makes like material reality but like it's projected you can really literally be a god just by stumbling into it. Yeah, it's, but like, we're like, yeah, it's super advanced AI. Everything's basically real. So do you think the AI ever might, uh, you know, become sentient where there'd be problems in that? Oh, it's, uh, ah, well, well, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. But like, how has this not happened before and like caused, like, that would have been honestly a much cooler beginning to Picard season one Mm -hmm. is maybe something like that. Like yeah. where where there was a problem with AI or there was some villain that was created in a holodeck mm-hmm. that was like trying to I mean proliferate like a hollow race or something like that. Yeah, it's wild that that also hasn't happened like with any of their yeah, computers or the ship computers or anything. Do like a Skynet type shit, you know? <laughs> because that that would have been more plausible. Yeah, just have a Skynet type thing and just. Although I think maybe Prodigy, the uh, the living construct, could be something like a Skynet. Because it's like an infectious computer program that like takes over all machines it comes in contact with. That's true. Which is kind of what Skynet is. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, Moriarty should have been like a Skynet guy. Also, I think he should have like abandoned the representation of his physical form in a way. <laughs> like, I, I think he probably, probably surpassed that. Yeah, that's an interesting... Yeah, if he was just, like, around infecting computer systems and stuff, mm-hmm. and maybe he just, like, showed up on the view screen, and he's like, I have infected your system, Captain, yeah. or some shit like that. That could be fun. And, and really, and really, yeah. Moriarty could have been, like, Picard's con in a way, really. I mean, he, he was used as, like, his... You know, he was used as a pretty good protagonist in several episodes against Yeah. Him. So, I mean... You know, him, like, I'd say Q in a way is, I mean, yeah. yeah, Q, Q, although not a villain, is an antagonist for certain. Yeah. Because he deliberately antagonizes Picard all the time, mm-hmm. uh, which we'll talk about in uh, an episode this week. But we're... I guess, but I guess also, yeah, I mean, and that, that makes sense. I guess they're, ma- they're finally bringing Moriarty back for season three, but yeah, I don't know which, if it's going to uh, be good. Uh, yeah. Apparently all of uh, his shooting was done in a day, so he's yeah. probably only going to be in one episode and. Yeah. It might just be a wink and a nod, which is fine. Yeah, just I, like I a like false the character. Lead, you know, just like yeah. being like, oh, we're going to, ha- Moriarty is going to be the villain. So it's going to be like um, Amanda, Amanda Plummer. Plummer and- yeah. Yeah. Oh, we'll, we'll see. So let's uh, start off with some bad news this week. Oh, boy. Um, says a uh, DST cancellation may be the end for Europe Star Trek events. Mm. Reported on two days ago. So the recent cancellation of London Destination Star Trek event caused a fur among fans who'd been looking forward to seeing their favorite actors getting autographs and photographs and sitting on pon- in on panels. Tickets had been bought, plans had been made, and then Destination Star Trek issued an endemic statement via Twitter that said it had decided to run just one big event in Europe this year. As it turns out, according to their marketing director, uh, Destination Star Trek London was canceled against massive events wishes, and they fought to uh, change P- uh, CBS and Paramount's mind. Uh, she stated that she has been in every production meeting held by CBS, so she knows everything uh, 
wants to one wants to know about these events and how they are handled. And after the cancellation, she couldn't stay quiet any longer. She said that she learned that Viacom, which was Paramount's previous name, did not want to do big events in Europe any longer, mm. which fucking sucks. Mm. Like for European fans, uh, they just want to do small gatherings for promotional purposes going forward. But then the news got worse. Uh, to quote her, then in early May, I was aware more conversations took place. And then in late May, I heard that Viacom had sent their answer. London was canceled, but the German event could happen. Talking to Jason and Mark, they told me that Viacom just did not want to do big events in Europe anymore. They decided that they wanted to do the odd small gathering for promotional purposes going forward, and the idea of any official celebrations where fans can get together are now over. Mm. So the, the, and I guess this is the only place in Europe, basically, that had a license to do this. Oh, wow. Right. So... <clears throat> um. She went on to say that massive events was instructed to not put out their own statement about the cancellation. It would have to uh, have to post the pre-written statement from Viacom, but she decided to risk her job and post the truth about the situation. Pretty hmm. cool. Pretty yeah. cool. I like that. That's 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 yeah. a that's a gutsy move. We like that girl. <laughs> Good girl. Get it. Um, you can read her full statement at Trek Central, but. Um, she said, uh, all that effort to survive lockdown, to now deal with this cancellation, to all the fans this affects, and there is also the guests that have been booked in good faith. Viacom has canceled the shots on canceling DST London, and it's important to note that Viacom do this with nothing to lose financially at all. It's just massive events that lose their money, and fans are left disappointed. So mm. that sucks, especially like when you combine that with uh, Star Trek's uh, Mission Seattle being canceled. Mm-hmm. Like, um, the only things that are happening this year worldwide that are Star Trek related that aren't like very small events or promotional things are the Star Trek cruise. And I think Star Trek Las Vegas, uh, Mission Las Vegas is still happening. I would like to go to that eventually. Yeah. 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 Maybe we should go and see if we can do that this next year. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. I've always, cause like, yeah, I mean. I'll wear the fucking wizard robe and, and fucking harass Brent Spiner. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'll, I'll just, like, see him every day, and I'll be like, hey, could you take a picture of me? I'll be, like, doing a wizard thing. And if he doesn't, if he goes along with it, I'll be I'll be like, that was the coolest thing. It's a long story, but do you, you rem- just made my do life. Do you remember me? But if he doesn't do it, I'm going to find him every day and, <laughs> and ask him the same question and make him uncomfortable. But have a different wizard's robe each time. No, no, same wizard robe. <laughs> and it just gets dirtier and there's more cum stains on it every morning and like visible poo stains. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, this man needs some help. <laughs> but yeah, like, uh, yeah, we should go. I think it'd be yeah, fun. That would be fun. Like, uh, I always see it, and I'm always like, oh, I wish I was there. Yeah, and yeah then, it like, looks fun. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, looks like a cool cast of people shows up from what I see on Twitter, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, how much does it run? I don't even know. I'm always like, every time, I see, every time I see something's out of state, you know, that I got to fly there, I'm just like, uh, no. T- tickets are super cheap right now, though, man. No, really? To go to Las Vegas? Or? Yeah, yeah. Mm. And I, got a, I just found out I have a ton of air miles, like enough for a round-trip ticket pretty much. Anyway. Oh, shit, yeah. Well, I tried to buy, like, <laughs> my brother wanted me to go to the East Coast for Christmas. No. Oh. And, like, I was just like, and I think looked months ago, and it was like $1,000. And, like, I was just like... Mm. Nope. <laughs> no, no, no. Round trip. Like, I got mine for like a fifth bad. Damn. Yeah. Wow, that's good. That's crazy. That was a thousand dollars months ago. Cause like, yeah. I mean, so, so you always want to book your flight like maybe two months out at most. Yeah. Well, this is, this was, this was like 
I think back in August, September. Yeah, you never want to book anything that far out. Oh, uh, that's probably because why. they jack up prices for people who like plan stuff super far out because mm. they know that they're weird planners and they can just take them on the money. Oh yeah. <clears throat> so the the time they sell t- uh, tickets for cheapest is like when they mathematically are like getting desperate to sell tickets uh, if, the flight, if the flight's not fully booked. So yeah, I should have waited, but yeah. oh well. I don't want to fly during Christmas. Like I don't know. Yeah, Good Godspeed to you. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be what it is. Yeah, It'll be what it is. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't care. I've 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 done a lot of Christmas travel and stuff. It, it's mm. never a big deal. I don't mind traveling. I don't love it. Yeah, I'm just like it's a fucking means to an end. You know, you gotta you gotta get there somehow, right? Yeah, and the fucking plane is a weird miracle. This weird sky miracle. It it's is like very uncomfortable for a person my size. Yeah, I mean yeah. it's uncomfortable for me, and like yeah. I'm just like I'm always in the middle seat for some reason. <laughs> Oh yeah, you also yeah, yeah. You always I mean now you're allowed to pick your seat. You can pick yeah, anywhere. I yeah. should, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, they but somehow I always get the middle seat and I'm that just sucks, like dude. I'm just like I, yeah. I, can't, I can't do the middle seat. I always try to go for like uh aisle on the exit row. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. Yeah, I should I should maybe I should have tried harder, but I I don't know, I also didn't want to fly back to east. <laughs> That's fair. I mean the east coast in the winter really does suck. Yeah, like it's it's cold in a bone chilling way that it never really gets here. Mm-hmm. Also, like, I'm a, I'm I'm kind of a Grinch. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm not a big Christmas guy. Oh, really? Yeah, that's surprising because you have like the greatest Christmas photo I've seen in my life. I, that is true. Yeah, yeah, I do have the I do have a really good Christmas photo. No, it's 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 Pat. It's the best Christmas photo. <laughs> yeah, like it it's, is. it's literally <laughs> like when I I I I, sh- I would like post it yearly on Facebook mm-hmm. and like tag you and be like, yeah, a Merry Merry Christmas is the best fucking photo. Ever. It's <laughs> it, it's it's incredible. You it's a uh, it's you in like a Christmas sweater, right? Mm-hmm. And you've got like a really kind of cheap looking Christmas background. Yeah. But then you that have- was fil- that was yeah, that that was made with like a um a uh, that background was just a uh, a green colored um uh um uh, tablecloth that I oh, found. Nice, nice. And then <laughs> and then you have like is it a hand sewn thing or a doily or something? Mm-hmm. And it, it it's just says hail Satan on it. Yeah. And you're holding your cat. Yeah. And your cat looks incredibly uncomfortable. Yeah. And just like it is, it is a crazy like it <laughs> like Renaissance amount of like different romantic actions and feelings and things <laughs> happening at once. And the, the photograph is like very just like perfectly constructed. Like from from a comedy standpoint, it is like objectively hilarious. But from like a photography standpoint, it is like constructed perfectly to have maximum impact. And I don't know how intentional that was, but that picture is literally genius. It took uh, thirty five times to do it because I was like, I was oh, hitting. That's fair. That's I, I was, fair. I was holding the cat uh-huh. and I was going around hitting the timer on my on the camera, mm-hmm. and quickly running, getting into pose. And the, I mean, the thirty fifth time. Thirty fifth time. The, it has the cat, the perfect reaction a cat could possibly have for. <laughs> what is happening in that scene yeah it's it, it just looks like like uh please save me <laughs> please save yeah. it's it's so beautiful it's so beautiful uh i'll try to put that up uh do you still have that somewhere yeah cool cool if you could send that to me i'll try to put it up uh on the maybe the episode description if i can remember oh yeah yeah um <laughs> uh, i haven't i haven't broken it out in quite some time hell yeah so pat's christmas picture <laughs> Left a note there for myself. Hopefully, I'll remember. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I can't not remember. I look at these notes while I'm editing. So, alrighty. So, um, next, uh, we're going to talk about uh, the 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 battle continues between uh, William Shatner and everything everybody he's worked with in his entire life. And every single yeah yeah uh, <laughs> George, George Takei again this time. 
said uh, he talked up the camaraderie among the original Star Trek cast, but with one notable exception. I bet you can't guess who, although I did kind of just ruin it with my, yeah. che- my Chekhov's gun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, original Star Trek actor George Takei is in London rehearsing for his West End debut in his autobiographical play Allegiance, hmm. uh, which was really popular when he debuted it on, uh, I think, Broadway or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was yeah, that was a few years ago. Yeah, which I actually have never seen that. I Me actually either. should see that. I bet it's actually pretty good. Yeah. Like, I, I like George Takei kind of. I hate mm-hmm. his posting. He's a bad poster, he's, yeah. He's, he's like one of the worst posters on the internet, and he's like... He's specifically a very Facebookian poster, mm-hmm. but he occupies all corners of the internet now. And so yeah. he he posts on Twitter like a Facebook liberal, and he's like, mm-hmm. uh, "Fucking uh, like orange man, bad. Who agrees with me? Thumbs up if you agree." And then yeah. there's like a million thumbs up, and I'm like, "I hate this. Like, I hate that he has a platform and he just uses it to do like very like base level performative liberal bullshit." Yeah, and just DNC, just yeah, just a DNC shit. Yeah, but that's but he does have a you know a really like you know powerful story you know I mean, he I'm, does I know he, if you do, ever get... he, he does and that and that's the thing and so I do give George Takei a lot of passes because he does have an incredible story yeah uh, if you're not familiar he like basically grew up in an internment camp mm-hmm. in, during World War II which yeah. is like. Which crazy. is crazy. Which is which, which is, is. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not an internment camp. A concentration camp. Yeah. I I I have been so fucking brainwashed by our fucking education system. You know, mm-hmm. after hearing that for 20 years, oh the the American internment camps. When somehow, like ev- in every other country, the exact same situation is a fucking concentration camp. Yeah. It's a concentration of one kind of ethnic minority. And so it's, you know, it's the same stuff that, you know, we're accusing China of doing to Uyghurs, which has not a ton of proof. Yeah, and and um, and that's something that's not mentioned in school at all. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't really learn about it until, you know, I was older. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. what? We had what? <laughs> you know, we, had, we had concentration camps. Yeah. And they, then, weren't, they weren't death camps like mm-hmm. the Nazis had exactly, but they were concentration camps. Yeah. And a lot of people died there. Yeah. I mean, the conditions. There's one on uh, yeah. Bainbridge Island that you can visit. Yeah, that's like, total. That's right. I yeah. totally forgot we had one here. Yeah, I I, I went to it one time because I because uh, I what? is there like a museum there or something? Now, mm-hmm. or? Yeah, okay, you, okay. You, can, you can tour it and shit. Really? Okay. Is, it, is there like an actual museum where they have lots of things you can read? Yeah. Because I love nothing. Nothing gets me off like getting super high and going to a motherfucking <laughs> museum, dog. Yeah, they have, I they, am so horny for museums. You have no idea. Yeah, they pretty much. Yeah, they keep Dude, it up as like, like, but it's like something that like I I like I lived on Bainbridge for like a year and I didn't realize it was there until like much later. Like, oh like, shit! Like mm. nothing makes me happier than being like really stoned and like looking over and seeing something going. Huh, wonder what that's for. And walking over <laughs> to it, and there's a big plaque that tells me exactly what it's for. Yeah, you're like, I'm fuck. like, information. <laughs> fuck yeah. I'm not going to remember this, but this is some chill shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Love that. Yeah, it's good Good to see some of the history that, you know, America, like, loves to brush under the under the rug there. Indeed. But, um, so, anyway, continuing with mm-hmm. the thing here. So, speaking with the UK Guardian, Takei talked up the onset friendships he built during the production of Star Trek, the original series, saying, yes, yes, yes. Oh, I'm sorry, one second. Yes, yes, yes. There was camaraderie on the set of Star Trek, except for one who was a prima donna. (laughs) But the rest of us shared a great camaraderie. One of the gifts from Star Trek was not just the longevity, but colleagues that became lasting friends. My colleagues were... 
part of my wedding party in 2008, Walter Cohen, who played Chekhov, was my best man. We asked Nichelle Nichols to be our matron of honor, but she said, I'm not a matron. If Walter can be best man, why can't it be best lady? <laughs> so she became the best lady. <laughs> oh my. Um, in the same interview, he had more stories about his castmates, including loyal friend Leonard Nimoy and favorite drinking buddy James Doohan, which honestly, imagine like getting sloshed with fucking Scotty and Takei. <laughs> That would be awesome. That would rule. Oh, sorry, sorry, Scotty and Sulu. <laughs> that would go so hard. They're base. I mean, they're kind of like the the Norm and um, uh, fucking uh, John Ratzenberger. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh wait, no. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. What's what's his name? Cliff Flavin. There Cliff, you go. Yeah, yeah. The Norman Cliff of, of he lives of on uh, Vashon. Does he? Yeah. Really? Mm -hmm. Two reasons to go to Vashon. Yeah. Go to the fucking concentration camp? Or no, that's on Bainbridge. Bainbridge. Sorry, sorry. D yeah. Different island. Yeah. I just, I just, no, that's, <laughs> it would be nice, yeah, to go track him down, find him. <laughs> uh, track him, track him like a hunter. Yeah. <laughs> just find him in the woods. Supposedly, yeah, Vashon's known for like having, I think, a large concentration of unvaccinated people mm -hmm. and like a lot of weed farms. I've only been there like once. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. Who, who did you say lived over there? On uh, John Ratzenberger. Oh, John. Okay. Okay. I thought we were t still talking about a Star Trek person. I'm like, wait, none of these people. No, no. they're all dead. Except yeah, for all dead. Yeah. Decay. <laughs> like, and and, and uh, Walter Cohen. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. But he definitely doesn't live around here. No, no. Who? I wonder where he does live. That's a great question. Mm. Uh, I feel like maybe the Midwest, maybe LA, maybe New York. Yeah. He seems kind of like Midwest. Yeah, oh, yeah, one of those guys that like buys like a farm, yeah, like in yeah, Montana, yeah. and, and yeah. then just <laughs> just, just kind of hangs out like a ranch. He buys yeah, like an he old buys ranch, ranch and maybe gets like a horse, and then yeah, yeah, and then let someone else run the whole whole yeah, thing. Yeah. <laughs> kind of hangs out, wears yeah. a cowboy hat sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I hope that, I hope that, that is true. Him. We love that for him. Yeah. <laughs> that's just that's just my head cannon now. That's that's what he's done with his retirement. So yeah, uh, the interview <laughs> was to promote the play, but the ongoing feud, including Shatner's recent comments about Decay, were addressed from the Guardian. <laughs> Decay is reluctant to talk about Shatner, says the interviewer. But uh, quote. I'm not going to do the impression because it's, I, I talk like for five hours continuously on this <laughs> podcast and it's just too much at this point. Um, mm -hmm. He says, uh, I know he came to London to promote his book and talked about me wanting publicly uh, by using his name. So I decided I don't need his name to get publicity. Oh, sorry. Wanting publicity to get his name. Mm -hmm. um, I have more substantial subject matter that I want to get publicity for. So I'm not going to refer to Bill in this interview at all. And then he grinned and said, although I just did, he's just a cantankerous old man and I'm going to leave him to his devices. I'm not going to play that game, he said, playing that game. <laughs> yeah. yeah, really like the best thing you could do is just like, if 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 it's real, if they really have the, this, this relationship, like mm -hmm. just don't mention him. Like don't give him, don't give him the satisfaction. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, it's a, a game of cat and mouse Yeah, that they're just like batting back and forth. It's like literally every week I can find an article on one person mm -hmm. in, in this either Walter Koning or fucking, uh, Takei, like talking shit about Shatner or Shatner talking shit about them. Mm -hmm. It usually comes from Shatner talking shit about them. Or them like referencing someone else talking shit about because you know Nichelle, everyone's talked shit about on Shatner at some point. Oh yeah, he's universally not the best dude to work with. No. Yeah, he 
like he and plus like yeah i mean he's also had sort of like a weird also alt-right turn kind of and yeah he's not a he's not he's not one of the more personable people (laughs) no no he seems like kind of a weird dick like i uh, yeah i watched a good bit of uh his paintball film Mm -hmm. and he seems interesting to deal with yeah yeah, definitely. The man definitely has an ego. We we definitely know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So I, but I I like them being petty because it's like it's a dumb trek news cycle that I can continuously report on. Yeah, I, I just wanted to eventually come to a head where they one kills the other. Oh, that would be so cool. <laughs> like, like like, and they have to use the fucking like batons from the <laughs> the, 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 the arena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like, just, yeah. No, I just, that, that's what I want. Like, stop. Stop edging me with this old man fight. I just, yeah, I right. want to come. I want one of them yeah. to die. Yeah, like, <laughs> one of them needs to punch the other in the face and, like, like make them break their hip or something and, like, kind of an unrelated thing. Yeah, or one hits the other with a car or something. Oh, a Tesla. <laughs> a Tesla. That would be poetic if they did a fucking Picard season two and yeah. hit him with a fucking Tesla. Mm-hmm. That'd be funny as hell, man. <laughs> just just, just do it. Stop, 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 stop tra- trading barbs through journalists. Mm-hmm. Hit each other with cars. <laughs> we love it. We love to see it. Uh, so we're going to re- uh, report on some new Trek lore that I, I don't know is, is canon exactly, but it's memory beta. It's, it's a comic series that's coming out right now. Mm. I, I oh, the DS9 be... one? Uh, yes, mm. correct. The DS9 one. Uh, so uh, we're reporting on something that I think is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you know, uh, as may- maybe many of you know, I fucking love Klingons. Yeah. Klingons are cool. Klingon lore is some of the best shit ever. Mm-hmm. Like, basically all of my favorite Star Trek episodes are, uh, check three boxes. DS9, <laughs> Ronald D. Moore, Klingons. <laughs> you can replace Klingons with Ferengi maybe, but mm-hmm. like, I mean, that's that's the, yeah. Yeah, I, a lot of people say they don't like Ferengi episodes. I love the Ferengi episodes. Li- basically all of them except for the, the one where um, Quark changes sex. Yeah. <laughs> that, that one. That one didn't age as well. Yeah, that one doesn't hit so hard. Like, I, like I it was a very like, misguided attempt at women's rights. Yeah, <laughs> and then yeah. Like, and then just like just had uh, it was didn't didn't really pan out the way they wanted. Yeah, but Quark specifically is one of the most complex and interesting characters yeah. in all of Star Trek. I agree like, yeah. because he shows that like Ferengi aren't a monoculture, mm-hmm. and where although he's always guided by his culture. He does make exceptions in the case of like altruism. Mm-hmm. Like basically, almost every single Quark episode, he does something incredibly selfless and heroic. Yeah. But then at the very end, he's like, "Oh, but I don't have profit. I will never do that again." Mm-hmm. And then literally the next episode, he does something super <laughs> selfless and heroic. Yeah, it's because uh, like, he he can't come to terms, and that, that's the thing. Like I think the Ferengi ha- like uh, Quark, Rom, and Nog have the best character arcs, and they, they do, they do, and it's fucking Nog's arc. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I was. It, yeah. it shows the power of the of fe- the Federation and mm-hmm. Starfleet, and you know, and in turn, you know, communism. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. just how it's able to to uh, to really bring out the best in people, and it does absolutely. Yeah, and and that's a good. I've never actually thought about that. Mm-hmm. That is totally true. Yeah, excellent point, Pat. <laughs> Thank you. Very academic. <laughs> Sociology. <laughs> Yeah, because like Rom, you know that's because like and he's 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 const, he's um he's told he's worthless because uh-huh. he's he's not profit motivated, as, right? And, he, and he's so he's told he's worthless, mm-hmm. believes he's worthless, mm-hmm. and doesn't really find the value in himself. Mm-hmm. 
or any sort of purpose until he embraces Starfleet mm-hmm. and or embraces the Federation really, and, but, and and he's celebrated for his strengths and his mm-hmm. talents. But then, uh, you know, he suffers the the terrible accident, loses his leg, or, and that's not. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Nog, sure. but Nog, Nog, has Nog this, is kind of the same too, though. Mm-hmm, yeah, he's because yeah. like he starts off as directionless. Nog mm-hmm. starts off as directionless, mm-hmm. uh, selfish, right. immature, uh-huh. and childlike. And he and really and he's also seen as a bad stu- you know bad student. Like yeah. he has he has no nothing that he just he's just is relying on inheriting his uncle's bar. Right. Exactly. And he does. And then fi- and then re- and then he's kind of inspired. And then he joins Starfleet and yeah. finds purpose. He finds, and finds meaning. purpose and community, which is the and, thing because yep. he never found. You know, because he's away from so many Ferengi, he never found community with mm-hmm. Ferengi, especially because he was was never great at like the whole capitalist thinking thing. Yep. And uh, so he actually like finds great purpose in being in Starfleet and yeah. working for a greater good, mm-hmm. which is really cool. And you know, yeah, like basically, yeah, every single Ferengi arc is, except for maybe like Grand Negazek, yeah, <laughs> shows shows like you know, yeah, them overcoming the the brain poison of capitalism. Yep. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, even Zach at the income, you know, he 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 purposely chooses Rom because he wants that, him to usher in true. a workers' paradise. That's true. Fucking that that is a good point. And he and, and he's the one who's like you know start you know like lessens the um, fucking Grand Negus Rom. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's make a Grand Negus Rom shirt. That that, that, that would, would be sick. sick as fuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rom Rom goes so hard. Rom does go hard. Rom Rom Rom's my boy. Yeah, Rom's awesome. Like. like like when I say like our boy or my boy referring to Star Trek, there's one of three people I'm mm-hmm. gonna be talking about. Yeah, O'Brien, Rom, who's the third? Riker. Riker. Yeah, he's, he's our boy. <laughs> he's our sex boy. He's he goes around and does the sex and space. Boy. I, f- I feel if all if those three went into like a machine, sort of like in in the fly, and were merged into a single being, it would be you. <laughs> Make me blush over here. Damn, you know how to compliment a they them. Damn, son. Whew, You're welcome. I'm gonna cry. Uh, so, according to this article, um, no race in Star Trek is more fearsome than the Klingon. Mm-hmm. That's why I love the Klingon. They're fearsome, but they're fair. Yeah. And like, especially once you usher in, I think the golden age of the era of uh, Chancellor Martok. Yeah, I love Martok. Dude, Martok's I, one of my favorite Mar-talk characters. Martok fucks. Martok fucks. Martok fucks. Like, like <laughs> when Martok invites Cli- uh, uh, fucking Worf to be in the house of Martok, yeah. I cry every time. Yeah. I, I literally cry. I like, I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> I love, like, their bromance is one of the best bromances in all of Star Trek. And honestly, I think it's super overlooked. Like, people yeah. talk about, like, uh, Bashir and O'Brien, which is a great bromance mm-hmm. by all means. Oh, yeah. But, like... Martok and fucking Worf are like two Antifa MMA bros who exist. Yeah. Oh like, yeah, I know a couple guys like mm-hmm. them, and they're just like them. Like they frame everything like in oppositional terms. Like everything's a battle, mm-hmm. and that's so cool. Like because if if you you know grow up a certain way and understand things in a certain way, especially if you grow up around a lot of conservative elements, you understand things in terms of oppositional values and forces. Mm-hmm. And so like everything is like a force attacking another thing. Mm-hmm. And so like actually thinking about things and abstracting. In that way, if you're raised in a certain environment, you understand things in a certain way is like really helpful. Like, oh yeah, like you know, like like mental health is like a battle with yourself to be better, mm-hmm. which is is a great way to think about things yeah. because it's like you can address like a specific thing that you have to fight in an mm-hmm. enemy, 
And you think about like, you know, climbing up that hill and beating that enemy. Mm-hmm. And like you find out ways and things that make that enemy weak. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, things to make yourself stronger against that enemy. Yeah. And if you frame things in that way, like it's, it's empowering. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, you're fighting a battle. There's something primal and something, something, you know, human about that. Mm-hmm. Right? But also very Klingon. About very that. Klingon. Very Klingon. Yeah. And, and I like it that um, in Martok, Worf found the only on, other honorable Klingon that actually exists in Klingon culture. Very true. And like, and so he's, he's able to like really just like find like a kindred soul and mm-hmm. just become you know, a better wharf. Right. <laughs> like, right. Cause, because like, cause like until then, cause like, that's the thing, like with like a lot of Klingon episodes, they mm-hmm. show like a lot of the Klingons are just shit. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, a lot of, yeah. A lot of them have like lost the point. They have lost mm-hmm. the teachings of Kales. Yes. Like he is the greatest warrior of all time because he conquered all foes. He conquered the gods. Yes. And he, he brought like them into a new understanding of themselves. And then they bring back like the clone Kales, which is just like uh, clone Kales. <laughs> We fucking we hate clone calls. Yeah, which is eventually which is eventually uh you know uh removed from power and stuff Mm -hmm. because like obviously he's not a fucking fake. He's a fucking fake. He didn't kill the gods. No fucking his the DNA of him didn't kill the gods. Like someone's DNA doesn't matter. Their Mm -hmm. actions matter. And that call S didn't do shit. Oh yeah. He was just a figure. He's a he's a fucking aristocracy. Mm -hmm. That's it. And Martok anti-aristocracy. Yeah. Fucking and uh, people people asked, I, I posted um a meme about uh, how Martok was a cab, mm-hmm. and and that's what I mean. Like Martok is for an authoritarian figure, he's a leader. Mm-hmm. He's literally just a person who leads by example, mm-hmm. and that's it. That's yeah. the reason he's made the leader is because Klingons know they can trust him. They know he's a person of his word, mm-hmm. and he makes decisions for the good of all people mm-hmm. because you know he's he's just a good fucking leader. Yeah, and that's fine. Um, but like, I'm curious to see if they're going to bring him back for Picard. And... I hope so. Well, I mean, no, for, not for Picard. God damn it. Not for Picard. Yeah, because like, because like, I, because that's the thing. Like, I don't, that's why I kind of don't like them bringing back Worf because I assume like Worf just like fully fell into, you know, into like, you know, being like an ambassador for the Chancellor Martok. Mm-hmm. I and mean, they, they did bring back Martok for, for Lower Decks. For Lower Decks, but yeah. We, we love that. We love, yeah. yeah. Martok's so cool. Martok is cool. So I just saw JG, what's his name? Hertzler. Yeah, JG Hertzler. Mm-hmm. I just saw his face for the first time the other day and I'm like, oh, that's why they cast him. Yeah. <laughs> like he's, he's a, Klingon looking motherfucker I mean, straight he, up he, he like he, naturally looks Klingon and it's, he is in um you do see him in like uh far beyond the stars he plays his human self oh does he yeah he's uh he's like uh he works at um uh the 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 thing that they write like the uh he's oh, he's, he's the artist that's he, right that's right I totally forgot he's in that episode I thought yeah. I, for some reason I always think it's just the crew yeah because yeah. it's mostly just the crew mm-hmm. but yeah yeah that's totally right yeah he's the guy who draws uh Ter- yeah. Tarek Noria yeah yeah okay yeah <laughs> yeah that was sick as hell that that's we we love that, that yeah. that's a great like episode that is specifically about like so social justice mm-hmm. and, like racial justice yeah that episode fucks it's so it good it is like ham-fisted in yeah. a perfect way mm-hmm. it, it shoves the issue in your face and says hey mm-hmm. here's the issue and if you don't think this way fuck you and i'm mm-hmm. like yeah you're right you're right you're, <laughs> you're take, right you're, you're taking right. a stance it's like it is a an ethical quandary that they make very clear mm-hmm. it's not an ethical quandary there's a right and wrong mm-hmm. and you know there's a black and white and black is right <laughs> you know what i'm saying always bet on yeah. black cheers motherfucker <laughs> cheers my cheers. motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i'm sorry I, i'm never gonna get to read this article because i keep on standing on klingons so. yeah keep going keep going 
So uh, no race in Star Trek is more fearsome than the Klingons, but now the one race they will never conquer has been revealed. In Star Trek number two, Sisko and his crew are seeking who or what is killing godlike beings across the universe, a quest that takes them deep into the heart of the Klingon Empire. Hmm. There, Sisko and company meet the one race the Klingons will never conquer, the mysterious engineers of Sardakesh. Hmm. The issue is on sale now for print digital. Uh, IDW Publishing has revitalized its line of Star Trek comics, launching a number of exciting new ongoing books and miniseries. The flagship title called Star Trek follows the adventures of Sisko, recently returned from his sojourn with the prophets. He has been sent back to discover the identity of who is killing uh, the godlike beings uh, in the franchise, like the Bajoran gods and shit, uh, to help with this mission. Uh, Starfleet has given him a new ship, the Thesus, and a fantastic new crew composed of the best from across Star Trek's various incarnations, which I kind of have issues with. It has, like, Data mm. and Crusher. Mm. Uh, you know, it's 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 whatever. It's like a who's who. It's it's fine. Yeah. It's like people they haven't, like, tied up in other properties quite yet. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, Riker's not there, obviously. Mm-hmm. They, they, they got a bunch of main stars that'll never be in there, but whatever. So, um. Yeah. Um, in Star Trek number two, uh, Sisko's journey uh, takes him to the Klingon Empire. Sisko and his comrades are seeking the engineers of Sakadish, a mysterious race that possesses unbelievable technology, power enough to capture rogue planets and transport them into a star's orbit, which is actually kind of an interesting idea. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, but what is truly unique is that the Klingons are aware of Sarkadish's power, but make no attempt to conquer or subjugate its people, although mm. it is right in their territory. Hmm. Uh, a text piece reveals they tried once and it did not end well for them. Now the Klingons allow the reclusive engineers to live untroubled in their space. In turn, the engineers do not bother them. Hmm. Which I think is a uh, pretty, pretty fun, cool lore. I, uh, yeah, it'd be pretty cool to check out. I haven't, I haven't bought comics in right? years. I haven't either, but like, I like the graphic novel format yeah. enough, and like, it's like, oh, the same oh, is it going to be released as a graphic novel or, or like, um, I mean, they or usually, monthly. uh, so it's being released monthly right now, mm. but you, you, if something's popular enough, they always release it in like mm. a compendium or whatever. So you yeah. never know. I should check out those up. Epi- I should check those out. I should buy them. Yeah, yeah, I think it's uh, give them an old read. Give them an old read, read, read. Um, so plus the, I'm sure like a lot of the, there's going to be a lot of material in there that'll be ripe for memeing mm. just like just <laughs> very exploitable stuff images and stuff <laughs> be fun to take so uh, moving on according to an article in Giant Freaking Robot who is wrong a lot uh, Star Trek <laughs> star is making a comeback after a long retirement they say the Star Trek franchise has been making waves in recent years with new additions to its collection of the television series seemingly released every single year uh, what the films and television shows of Star Trek universe have done so well for decades is to introduce audiences to actors not seen on other projects, as many of these actors seem destined to star in a science fiction drama. One former Star Trek actor, one Robin Curtis, mm. is coming out of retirement per a report by Deadline this week, uh, joining forces with an Academy Award winner and science fiction veteran actor for the horror thriller Awaken the Reaper. Uh, Star Trek actor Robin Curtis has uh, retired from since the 1990s. Um, wait a second, is this? Oh, is she not coming back in Star Trek? 
I think I misunderstood this article. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't think she's coming back to Star Trek. Fuck this. <laughs> Fuck you, giant friggin' robot. That's some clickbait-ass bullshit. I misunderstood that article when I skimmed over Yeah. Shit. Well, I've got a lot of more news, so who fucking cares? Uh, the Star Trek... Yeah, what she's supposed to... What, what, uh, so, uh, oh, so you thought she was going to return as Savick or something? Yeah, maybe. Hmm. But they already, like... I mean, they, they did a... The, yeah, they they fucking fucked up with her and Kim Control and shit. So so yeah. I don't I don't know if like most people know the story, but um, so they were supposed to have Savick in Star Trek what four right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but they so at first they had Kim Control as Savick, mm-hmm. and then they recast her and search for Spock as Robin Curtis. Yeah, and then for four they wanted to bring her back, and she was in the script, but um. Uh, like with a significant part, but they wanted to bring back Kim Cattrall. And even though Robin Curtis was available, they didn't want to bring her back. Which no, wait, I thought Kim Cattrall sense. was a different character, wasn't she? Or was it? Uh, um, no, Kirstie Alley. Sorry. Kirstie Alley. Kirstie yeah. Alley. My, yeah, Kirstie my, Alley. Yeah, sorry. Cause, so, so that's <laughs> why they made Kim Cattrall. Because mm-hmm. uh, they didn't want mm-hmm. to bring Robin Curtis back, even though they it, it didn't make any sense. Cause, uh, presumably, because uh, like, she would have, yeah, because like they're saying, like she would have been redundant for four because like they already had Spock. Right. They didn't need like two Vulcans to exactly. be doing Vulcan yeah, yeah. shit, and 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 supposedly she's pregnant with uh, Spock's baby. Oh really? Yeah, because like remember, they had happen? sex. They had, they had sex on three. Yeah, remember the pond far. Yeah, through the pond far. So yeah, that that's um that was gonna be like a I think a thing like she was supposed to like have Spock's child or something, but that's why I thought like oh they'll bring her, they'll have they'll do like the do child of Spock or something, which that would actually be kind of, I mean, yeah. they, 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 they rely too much on Spock and Spock lore in Star Trek. They do. It's one of those things like, like, Oh, it's, that's, yeah, it's like, Spock's other secret sibling. Right. It's, <laughs> it's just like, like Star Wars cannot stop piling Skywalkers on us. They yeah. just won't give up. It's like everyone's every, connected somehow yeah, in this yeah, massive universe. Yeah. They don't need to do that. And they proved that with Andor that they can like make an awesome story in that universe without it having really any connection to any other lore. Yeah. I started watching that. I watched the first it's episode. It's really good so far. Yeah. I'm, but, I'm nearly done with it. Mm-hmm. It is really good. It's got, it's, like political in a very mm-hmm. leftist way. Mm. Yeah, uh, I should I should finish it. Like I I think like I should have like last night. That's mm-hmm. what I was watching like Avenue Five. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> highly, highly recommended. I mean, this is not a Star Wars podcast, but we will no. we'll talk about it because it is seen for some reason in the cultural mm-hmm. uh, you know uh, hive mind as somehow like competition. Yeah, even though they're two very different things. Yeah, they're just like two of the biggest sci-fi film and fucking tv mm-hmm. franchises out there so they got to be competing for some reason yeah i got i mean I, I do remember i got excited for um force awakens before it came out because i thought they were gonna have like uh darth jar jar <laughs> oh that would be forward. so sick but yeah they didn't so i was just like i lost interest in it and mm-hmm. yeah and uh, yeah I'm, I'm not too big of a fan of star wars but it's all right it's all right it's I mean, all right i mean it's i i, I contend like a new hope and um uh, Empire Strikes Back are great films. Yeah, fucking great films. Mm-hmm. Empire, they are. Yeah, Empire is an okay kids film. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, it's like really like way too cheery for me. And mm-hmm. it's Ewoks are kind of really yeah. a, way too many Ewoks. Yeah, that's that that's a that that like one of like uh, George Lucas's bad decisions. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. like have like well, the it, was, teddy bear. it was like like how can we sell the most merchandise from this movie? Mm-hmm. Because like that's the thing is like. That's the reason he made a lot of his filmmaking decisions 
is because early on he negotiated to always have all of merchandising rights. Yeah. Which is how he made so much fucking money on Star Wars. He, he probably bought like a teddy bear factory and was just like. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so you see when he's like put in like in charge of all of the decisions of the movie, mm-hmm. um, like with the prequels. Mm-hmm. He just makes things that he can make fucking toys of. Yeah. Which is why we have fucking like Jar Jar Binkus. Yeah. Um, because <laughs> he's, you know, he's a he's a fun thing that kids will like or whatever. That That's what George Lucas thinks. But kids were terrified by that thing. Yeah. I'm still terrified by fucking Jar Jar Binkus. I, I, also, I, I, I like the theory that it was sort of like doing he was a secret Sith, Sith, Sith yeah. Lord the entire time, but it didn't pan out because I think he was betting on everyone liking Jar Jar, right? Which would have made the betrayal all you know, like actual, actually like uh, amazing, yeah, like and and impactful on people. But because everyone instantly hated him, <laughs> like it would have wouldn't have what like that. I think that's why he had to like like scrap Jar Jar. I think it would have been so cool. It would it would have been, been so awesome. Cool. Yeah, and then because that's the thing, like the, people do point out how inspired he is by like other sci fi and stuff, and. Mm. I don't know if you ever read the Foundation series. Which yeah, is I love Foundation. Foundation's awesome, and it has like a character named the Mule. Have you watched Foundation the series? I, I haven't. I've heard that's, good on app, that's on Apple. Apple right? Apple, yeah, yeah. yeah I, haven't, I don't have Apple. I yeah, me check, neither. I should check that out. Because yeah, I hear like all the all the shows on Apple are amazing, like Severance and yeah. shit like that. So yeah, something I should check out for sure. Uh, moving on in some Star Trek news here. Uh, Star Trek: Strange New World season one Steelbook has been mm. announced. Uh, it has no differences from. Or no uh, additional bonus features from the Blu-ray. Cool. So it's just a different <laughs> package, and they're selling it for like twenty dollars more. <laughs> well, is there anything come? Does it come with anything? Or it comes with a steel case instead of a like case made of plastic and paper. That's it. Like no booklet or anything inside with art. Pro- probably a booklet too, but like it's nothing. No, no additional bonus materials different from the DVD. Mm, that sucks. Yeah, I definitely wanted to get more into like yeah like physical getting more like i did used to have like a huge uh dvd collection mm-hmm. that i basically got completely rid of <laughs> i've got a huge uh, dvda collection on my computer <laughs> if you want to look at that oh nice yeah, yeah. I'll look at that yeah. yeah no like i was really into collecting like physical media especially like you know bizarre you know mm-hmm. dvds and stuff and i had it and then like i sold them all like i, was, I moved into a micro studio and pretty much just like got rid of all of it and yeah, kind of I mean, regretting it, like because I, mean, I don't know, like physical media is cool, but like mm-hmm. there's ways to digitalize everything yeah. for yourself. Like, I mean, my movie server. Yes. Like, I feel like everyone should have a movie server. Like, mm-hmm. physical media is cool, but really, more so than that, like having your own movie server, knowing how to rip DVDs, VHS players, all kinds of media. Mm-hmm. It's it's its own individual kind of power with media because you mm-hmm. can have enormous collections of stuff on demand mm-hmm. at any time for free. Yeah, I mean not for free because like you know, I I tore in a lot of my stuff, but I go and spend like thirty bucks a week at Scarecrow mm-hmm. renting a ton of films and ripping them because they're not available anywhere. Yeah, and having that power, having the power to have obscure media that's not available anywhere else, mm-hmm. is really fucking cool. Oh yeah, 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 love that. That's yeah. a great power. I'd I'd uh, I'd recommend if you if you're listening, uh, looking into having a Plex, mm-hmm. or you know, also if you're if you're really cool, uh, look into signing up for a Patreon tier level. Mm. Uh, Ten dollars a month, you get the uh, dumb idiot bullshit uh, plus Plex, where uh, there's only ten spots available. We have one person right now mm-hmm. who signed up for one. Uh, you, uh, in addition to getting all of the Soy Trek at the same time, our back catalog bonus material. 
uh, you also get mentioned on the podcast. And one more thing, access to my Plex server, which at this moment has 14,458 films on it. Damn. Every single episode of Star Trek that's ever existed. Hells yeah. 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 No, except for the, sh- I don't, I, I keep on meaning to get the short treks. Because mm. I hear those are pretty good. I actually haven't watched them yet. Oh yeah, I haven't watched the short treks yet. It has like, oh. what doesn't that one have H. John Benjamin in it? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. He does do one, yeah. which is pretty cool. Uh, yeah. I love H. John Benjamin. Yeah. He's, he's a very funny guy. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, so why would you buy that steelbook? That's dumb. Yeah. Uh, how much time we got left here? Uh, not too long. So um, let's move on to uh, on our final week of reporting the Star Trek Picard auctions. We're going to yeah. report the results. They ended a few days ago. And, uh, you know, we were talking about kind of the, the top stuff uh, of, of the stuff that you remember. What do you think sold for the most? I'm going to say... Um... And we're back. Woohoo! Uh, we we had to take a quick emergency pause there. <laughs> why, why, why is that, Patrick? Because <laughs> I treat my body like a funhouse. <laughs> <laughs> to, to be fair, I did serve you a twenty-ounce cup of black coffee. Yeah. So I mean, like, and I made you sit here for the past like hour and a half after it. So um, uh, Pat had to uh, take an emergency blowout. We should say. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, we had to, uh, you know, do an emergency saving of my uh, my nice leather chair. Yeah, here. I didn't want to. No, no, like, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't want to have to like buff that out. <laughs> no, it would have no. been, it would have been bad. <laughs> no, the the spirit would have lived inside <laughs> that chair, and like, I, I'd probably have to just burn it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Plus, on top of that, like tons of homemade sauerkraut. No, no, beforehand. no, sauerkraut and black coffee. Yeah. No, 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 thank you. No. No, that, that only goes down the drain. <laughs> There's no other place for that. Um, so, uh, going back to the Picard auction. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what, what do you think uh, was the... So, last we checked, I think uh, a comm badge uh, for Picard was the oh, most expensive right. item. Which... Which was uh, at the time going for I don't know like ten thousand bucks or eight thousand dollars, which is also odd to me because there's so many r- good replicas that exist of those things. Right, online. right. But I mean, it was personally worn by Patrick Stewart. Okay, and so that makes sense in a way, I guess. But but, uh, what you- but it's like it's hard to I don't know unless mm-hmm. it's I does it come with authentication? I'm guessing it does. Oh, of course, to, yeah, 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 yeah. All this stuff comes with authentication. Um, and like, you know, and I think, uh, what was the other stuff on there? There was a couple guns, like Seven of Nine's gun was still mm-hmm. up there really high. But that, I, but the, didn't the that painting, fall down? Um, yes. Yeah, that fell down a few places. I, I want to say another phaser was up there last time. Hmm. Um, but, you know, it was, uh, whatever, just stuff stuff you really wouldn't expect. And like mm-hmm. a stunt uniform from, uh, from Picard that hmm. like Patrick Stewart didn't wear, but a stunt double did, shit like that. So. Yeah, that's weird. Uh-huh. Um, so what, what, what do you think was the, uh, most expensive item? The painting. It was. Yes. You got it right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that ended up selling for 68750 bucks. You were robbed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, with, uh, with 68 final bids, which is a lot. It also had the most bids out of any item, which is interesting. You know what's funny? I, just today I saw <laughs> online, I guess like, uh, the guy who played Furio and, um, and uh, Sopranos. Yeah, I love that guy. Yeah, he rocks. Furial fucks, man. He's awesome, dude. Like when he goes from that place with a baseball bat, and you like don't <laughs> see anything, you yeah. just hear everyone like getting fucked up, mm-hmm. and he comes out. Oh, dude, that's one of the coolest scenes. <laughs> but I guess, uh, um, he, 
you know, using that Sopranos money, he mm. he at an auction he saw a painting, which which was misidentified, but he identified that it was valuable. Oh yeah, and he bought it for like sixty eight thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. It's a ten million dollar painting. Holy shit! Fuck yeah, Furio. That yeah. rules. Yeah, and like I guess with like, with like you know uh, with uh, shipping with mm-hmm. like all the stuff that it took to get it, like he eventually you know, he did. The what he did spend was like one hundred forty four thousand, you know, mm-hmm. carrying it. Which still, it's like, like still like the what? Yeah, fucking every dumbass crypto bro, like mm-hmm. who lost their ass, yeah, could be a millionaire now if they just bought a couple art history books. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it's straight up. It's not like Jesus Christ. That's, yeah, like yeah, Furio, he got that. He 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 knows his shit, you know. Yeah, he's, and he's like, yeah. You you say fucking art history degrees are worthless. Yeah, <laughs> come on. Yeah, I guess it was misidentified as a 18th century painting, but he re- he knew, he saw he, he recognized like it was a 17th century painting, mm. and he was just like, I will take that for sixty eight thousand dollars. I'm Furio. <laughs> I'm Furio, but I don't see uh, I don't see um, I mean uh, I don't know if like uh, the Picard uh painting. Daughter will, will, uh, will really appreciate that <laughs> yeah, much. Appreciate value. So, yeah. so um, also in the top spots here, um, second place we got for fifty five thousand uh, dollars, lot number one ninety eight, Admiral Jean Luc Picard stunt Starfleet uniform with production quality replica com badge. Hmm. Oh, so it comes with a com badge as well. Yeah, but it's a stunt uniform. Yeah, and yeah, Picard, like Patrick Stewart, probably didn't come anywhere near that. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh One thing that I found was kind of interesting that was way up there was uh, for n- the third um, highest price item for fifty thousand dollars was Maurice Picard's pad with pen. Oh, weird! And like uh, Yvette Picard's like uh, notes about her taken on the pad or something. That's how much did that go for? Fifty thousand. What? Fifty thousand. She's not even like a good character. Uh-uh, no. Like I barely, I, I can't, no, it, I can't no, even it's, like. It's, it's Maurice Picard's pad, so it's it's yeah. an even worse. It's the guy. Oh, the guy. His, yeah, his oh. father, his controlling father's pad, but it's got notes about the mother on there because he's like taking notes on her or whatever as she's losing her mind or whatever. Oh, whatever. Uh huh. Like, yeah, that's uh, uh-huh. spending that much money on anything from uh-huh. from season two of Picard seems like. Yeah. You might as well just flush that money down the toilet. Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> so the combat that was number one last week uh, ended up at number five, uh, tied with the seven of nine uh, light up phaser rifle, which was the original item that was in the lead. Hmm. Uh, both of those sold for $20,000. Still too much. Way too much. <laughs> uh, I wish I had that kind of money. Just being yeah, like. Yeah, just like fuck it money. Like, yeah, fuck it money. Just yeah, like, I'll, I'll, I'll spend fucking like 20 to 50 grand on like. <laughs> Something that is not gonna appreciate in value. Yeah. Like Yeah, really like yeah, like that's the thing. Like investing that much money in something like that, like mm-hmm. you, you I think it's also done with the intention that it's going to be more valuable down the line. You mm-hmm. know, it's like an it's like an investment almost. Yeah. Like and like anything from season two like, you know, just like, you know, Furio's painting. Mm-hmm. That, that you know, that, that he just made a fuck ton of money on that. Hell yeah. Like Buying something from Picard, no one gives a fuck about that shit. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, yeah, it's like no one really like. There's so much derision about it now. Like, why why do you think it's gonna be like a celebrated like cult thing? Yeah, I mean, there's a chance it could be if it becomes like a good bad movie kind of thing. But I I wonder if eventually we'll get to the place because that's something we haven't really gotten to. Like, people still love good bad movies. 
we haven't gotten to a point yet really in society where there's a place for like good bad shows I, but i wouldn't i wouldn't i would not like that's there there is like good bad and then there's bad bad right picard Picard is bad, bad. It has no, it has no rewatch value. That's true. Like, I mean, in a certain context, it's so silly and mm-hmm. like fucking dumb. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, the, the, in, you know, like us rewatching it and just taking a shit on it. That's fun. Actually. That, that is fun like, for it, us. It, it, yeah. No, it's in, that's, that's the thing for a lot of people. And that's the, the, the charm of good, bad movies mm-hmm. is like, it's a great social activity Yeah, to hang around and like just bullshit with someone, you know, mm-hmm. maybe have a couple beers or smoke a, smoke a bong. Yeah. You know, just fucking bullshit. Do and some like, coke, shoot some heroin. Yeah. <laughs> shoot some H. Fucking <laughs> do some Jankum, fucking, yeah. fucking, uh, boof some meth. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, Put some pills well, up your ass. Who cares? Yeah. Fucking <laughs> eat a horse. Yeah. Eat a horse. Fuck a horse. Fuck a horse. Have a horse. Fuck you. Mr. Hand style. Yeah. Don't fuck, yeah. don't fuck a horse. Yeah. Don't, don't, do any of those? Have it fuck you so hard you fall apart like a like a meat like a loosely packed raw meatball. <laughs> Mamma mia! <laughs> I'm breaking the meatball, I'm with, a, the meatball. with a big horse of cock. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it'd be like, uh, it being like, and it is fun to meme and everything else. But I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I don't see that being like a being like something like 20 years down the line, people are revisiting it in a positive way. Yeah. Lovely. <laughs> so, looking at things that uh, we probably won't revisit in positive ways, um, <laughs> I, uh, I'm trying, uh, I'm not trying, but I'm kind of inadvertently, well, maybe I'm trying, to start a war with uh, the subreddit r slash Star Trek memes, the number one Star Trek meme subreddit on Reddit. It's mm-hmm. got like, I don't know, 80,000 followers or something. Mm. That's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, we've only got a nice 1,500, but our, yeah. our people are good. Uh, they're not toxic. They're We're not small, bad. but we know how to use it. Hell yeah. That's, that's <laughs> not the size of the boat. It's the motion, motion in, in the, the ocean. Yep. Hell yeah. I've got a big dick though. You yeah. can, if, if you want, ask me for pictures of it. A couple of people actually took me up on my cock pictures this week. And guess what? what? One person got to, uh, asked me for pictures of my roommate's cat. Nice. <laughs> yeah. We'd love to see it. I wonder if they were the same person. We'll have to exchange yeah, notes they, after. They, this, they were. So. They were. They're like, I got the dick pics. I want. Yes! The, I, I want. I want the roommate cat pics. And I was yes! just like, Yeah. No. It was. I was. I was very surprised. Like several people were like, Give me them dick pics. Yeah. And then like one of them like sent nudes back that were awesome. Hell yeah. And I'm like, shit. I didn't know one of my fans was that fucking. Actually, I do. I've. I've got a lot of like really hot followers on mm. fucking on Instagram, like very hot. Hell like, yeah. It's crazy. It's totally weird. Mm. I mean, it's awesome, but it's weird. I didn't get any cat pictures in, in return. I'm so sorry, dude. It's all right. It's I'll, all right. I'll, I'll send you some pictures of Z if you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's, yeah. she's pretty. <laughs> pretty girl. She wasn't trapped in there with you when you were taking your dump, was she? She ran out immediately. Good girl. Yeah, she, she knows. She, she knows. She, she, she has a sense. I mean, she would yeah. have suffered. <laughs> her her natural skittishness serves her well. Like that was the flighter fight or flight response was valid. Yeah, valid. Oh yeah, it was. It was. It was. It was. It was. A, it was dangerous for me to be in there. Like I was. <laughs> like I can only imagine that poor animal would be like a canary in the in the in the in the coal mine. <laughs> uh, she, she has wow. tiny. She has tiny lungs. Yeah, <laughs> low body, low, call- low body density. She would, she would, she would just like. Is, is the coal mine what you call your lower intestine? <laughs> it, it is actually. Yeah, canaries die in there. <laughs> yeah. There's at least a couple of dead canaries up there. <laughs> a couple of dead hamsters as well. 
whole bunch of Slim Jim. <laughs> eat me, eat me. Uh, so, um, so continuing on. Uh, yesterday, uh, I was you know just surfing, surfing the old Reddit, checking mm-hmm. up on stuff, modding our board, making sure everything was kosher. And I, uh, I, you know, I only follow like Star Trek subreddits basically mm-hmm. on the Star Trek Reddit page we have. And so mm-hmm. I, uh, I came up upon a very transphobic meme. Mm. It was clearly transphobic. It, it was something like the, the fucking like the the there are four lights meme, but but like how many genders are there? And then fucking like Picard, who is obviously always a hero, says there are two genders. And I, it, I saw, yeah, I saw it, that. At first, I was like, uh, I mean, this could just be like really poorly constructed and somehow like demonizing Picard and heroizing the Cardassian that's torturing, but I don't think that's the case. So I looked no. at the comments and it was clear they were a transphobe. Yes. And so, because yeah, like the Kardashians hold like this, mm-hmm. hold hold the opinion that there are more than two genders. And so they're they're and their Kardashians are bad. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, so it's associating, mm-hmm. associating that with like bad people. Yep. And so, um, of course, I, uh, I, I, you know, reposted it on the soy track thing to like give mm-hmm. it some traction because, you know, our followers are very, I mean, I'm going to assume entirely pro trans. Yeah. Because I, I will not hesitate to, like if anyone says anything transphobic, anything bigoted, I will like ban them. And then mm-hmm. if if there's been one person who's like, I think there was a misunderstanding, they made a decent case for it. I think they're still kind of like centrist, but but they're not as toxic as I thought. And that was fine. You know, yeah. open up a conversation. Sometimes things can be misinterpreted, but most of the time, I mean, I blocked like 30 people. Only one of them, I think, was even partially a mistake. Yeah. Uh, all the other ones, you know, you can just like click on their history, look at a couple comments, look at the boards they've posted mm-hmm. on. Like 99% of the time, I'll just uh, fucking like click on there and see see that they posted in conservative multiple yeah. times. And you can't do that unless you're conservative. They will they block people mm-hmm. who, who are fucking, you know, liberal or leftist. And yeah. So, and, and plus, like all like those like anti-trans memes are just like it's it's not punching up, you know. No, that's, that's it's completely that, punching down. Yeah, and that's the thing with comedy; you have to punch up. It's mm-hmm. not funny otherwise. Or, or punch yourself, or punch sideways. <laughs> yeah, punch. you can make fun of your own people. You can mm-hmm. make fun of yourself, and you can make fun of people more powerful than you. Yeah, but like making fun of a a minority outclass that is definitely like victimized in specific ways for their identity yeah, specifically and victimized not only by like other people, but also mm-hmm. like the government that yeah. makes, that passes laws against them. So mm-hmm. they're then, and also like, you know, they're, you know, murdered, mm-hmm. you know, with, yeah. you know, without, with very little consequence, there's like high, like high, tar- highly targeted, but you know, murder and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and just scr- violence in general, violence in general, discriminated mm-hmm. against and with housing with, mm-hmm. and jobs and yep. everything else. It's like, it's, it's not fucking funny. No, it's, 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 <laughs> it's just never fucking funny. And so, no. So I reported it, and mm-hmm. apparently um, I found out a ton of other people reported it too, which is oh, awesome. Oh, that's good. Yeah, except uh, so they eventually took it down. Mm-hmm. The administrators of Reddit. The wow, pe- really? The, yeah, the mods of Star Trek memes didn't take it down. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, and so they, they Man, left I it. was banned off of Reddit initially for one meme. Yeah, <laughs> that's, right? That's not that... that I don't know. Kind of depends, but uh-huh. but not fucked up like that shit. Yeah. Um. So like in the the fucking the thing was up there for, I mean, 
probably at least 12 hours, I'm going to say, because it got taken down sometime when I was asleep. I don't remember exactly when, mm-hmm. but by that point, it had been up for like 10 or 11 hours. So, wow. Um, you know, and so, and there's like quite a few moderators of this board. It's not like a, like r slash deep space nine only actually has two moderators. Oh, really? And they do a great job to be yeah, honest for, for the most part. I mean, they don't catch all the fucking like spam for like shirts, but they, they mm-hmm. do a better job than Star Trek memes for yeah. sure especially if removing harmful content Mm -hmm. and um, Star Trek memes just doesn't do that. And they have a ton of moderators and like, and so I'm like, okay, there's one of two things here. And and so I posted it and reposted it on their board and said, um, uh, mods are either asleep at the wheel or transphobe apologists. Either way, shame on the subreddit. Yeah. Which I think is fair. You know, it's fair because there is one of two options. Like either they're allowing this to happen or there's just they have a bunch of moderators who are just not active enough mm-hmm. to like actually do anything about harmful content and they leave it up. Yeah. Uh, so uh, a moderator actually uh, responded to this how many hours after I posted it, which shows you 16 hours after I posted it. Mm. So 24 hours after the initial meme was posted, uh, uh, fucking six uh, like 16 hours after I posted this, a moderator finally showed up to answer. Mm. Right. So, which tells me they're asleep at the wheel, at least. Uh, Moderator says, uh, we support trans rights unequivocally. Sorry we didn't remove slash ban that shitty post as fast as we'd liked. We remove and ban transphobia when we see it, but I've been away for the last past uh, few weeks, and it seems we had a bit of absence this week. We're volunteers. We don't market a podcast or sell merch on here. So they're, they're really, they're obviously attacking me there. Because I, I'm an active moderator because I have some kind of incentive to promote myself. Yeah. Which, fair. That's yeah. that's fair that I am on here more, but it's not fair to trans people for their for you to have so many people volunteering for this and for you to drop the ball this much. Because people see that and people feel fucking alienated by that. It seems, it seems weird also, yeah, just like to be apologizing, but then also include like some sort of backhanded insult. Exactly. Like, like, like see... Yeah, that's all they needed like either, to say. Either you're fucking sorry or you're uh-huh. not. Like, like yeah. there's no, and, like, you were just pointing out, like. Also, also, there's a straight up, pretty much a lie here. They say, sorry, we didn't remove slash ban that shitty post as fast as we'd liked. Mm-hmm. They didn't remove it. Yeah. The fucking admins had to remove it. Mm-hmm. If if they were the first admin to show up after it was posted, it would have been up for more than 24 hours after it was posted, yeah. which for fucking harmful content mm-hmm. that makes people feel alienated, especially the people with the highest instance of suicide of any demographic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the most alienated people in our society. Mm-hmm. Like you got to, you're, you're, if you're fucking asleep at the wheel, you got to find some better way. Yeah. Shut down your fucking board, get better mods. Mm-hmm. Like it's not acceptable straight up. Yeah. Like it's not acceptable in any community, much less an online community. Mm-hmm. It's not okay. No, not cool. Not okay. So. Yeah. It's not, it wasn't, it wasn't a fucking funny meme. No. It fucking sucked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like... Fuck, fuck transphobia, <laughs> fuck transphobe, fuck transphobe apologist and yeah. like. Fucking like plus take- it's just like the one conservative joke, and it's right. just like it's just been done so fucking much. Mm-hmm. Like it's like just write better material, man. Right, and like <laughs> straight up, and the, the, that's that's the point. And also, like if you claim to be a safe space, you mm-hmm. have to stay on top of it. Yeah, you, like you can't you can't just leave it be. You can't like not make coverage happen. Mm-hmm. Like it's you have to make a safe space and foster it. Yeah. 
And if you just leave it be and there's there, your absences or whatever, and uh, and then you blame blame me. Yeah. Why don't you make me a fucking mod? I'd yeah. be happy to do that. But you know what? You know what they'll say? They'll be like, "Oh no, we don't want uh, we don't want you promoting your your brand or anything on here." Mm-hmm. Which which if they said that, that would be them literally making the conscious choice to choose keeping up transphobic content over having me as a mod. Yeah. <laughs> which you know, it's it's your Sophie's choice there, I guess. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty pretty interesting. Fuck them. Fuck them. Yeah, I mean, I mean, typically, yeah, Reddit isn't like the best place for. No. <laughs> no, but it should be, and like, it es- be. especially if this mod says like we don't accept that kind of thing, like, put your shit where your mouth is. Yeah. Fucking, I mean, don't don't put your shit where your mouth is. No, 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 not a good idea. Like, not literally, but you know. Yeah, that's how you get. That's how you get uh, viruses. Yeah. Viruses. Yeah, yeah. Put your community <laughs> safety where your mouth is, and like, mm-hmm. you know, foster a good place for people, and mm-hmm. don't rely on the people who are paid to do this to do it. Yeah. Like you, you, it, it's it's community driven community like you have to be active so. yeah and also it's like you know what to all the people making shit out there making memes like find better material do better oh, yeah. like like re- like racism transphobia sexism mm-hmm. it's it's old man yeah and also another thing <laughs> just briefly too like so the they have a uh, one auto mod and then nine other moderators mm. one of them i know for certain was banned from Reddit, uh, mm. a flelk, uh, in part because of me. Oh, Because shit. I reported him for mod abuse mm. uh, because he banned me from two different boards for one meme I posted on one board. Damn. Uh, and it was a like a, a pro-choice meme. <laughs> and he was like, you're advocating political violence. And I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> and then he banned me from another board that he modded, the TNG board. Wow. But then he got suspended, his account permanently suspended. So fuck him. So, I mean, this has been a problem. Their mods have been a problem in the past. Like, mm-hmm. I've had problems with their fucking mod. I, thankfully, I was permanent banned by him, but I was reinstated by one of their other mods, who is a fan of mine, thankfully. Mm-hmm, yeah. But, like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. This this whole thing is difficult to navigate. But, mm-hmm. you know, if I'm becoming, like, this this micro Star Trek influencer, I want to use this for, for fucking good. Yeah. And, like... I want to make all Star Trek communities safe spaces, mm-hmm. uh, especially for the most marginalized people in our society. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's fucking unfortunately trans people. Yeah, which sucks because they have some of the tastiest dicks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Girl dick rules. Yeah, go out and eat some. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, hang dog and shocker. Hang dog and shocker.